Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're jumping back into the case of Michael Vaughn. As always, if you're not familiar with Michael Vaughn's case, I highly recommend you go back into my podcast library, and I have done multiple episodes on Michael Vaughn's case from the beginning with lots of information, so I highly recommend you go check out those podcast episodes if this is the first time you're hearing about his case. But for those of you that have been following along since my first episode, you know that this case is full of lots of twists and turns. It's a big spider web with lots of different information coming from lots of different places. We've had information coming from Brandy Neal, the mother, and then information coming from law enforcement. And at times... Brandy Neal, Brandy Neal will say something and law enforcement says they can't comment on it or law enforcement will say something that's contradictory to something that Brandy has said and it's made it really difficult to put the pieces of this puzzle together and figure out exactly what happened to Michael. And there are lots of things that we want answers to. And we understand that law enforcement can't give out a bunch of information as this is an ongoing case. And as they stated in their last press conference, an ongoing criminal investigation. So we know there's reasons that they can't give out a lot of information. But it's it's frustrating because I'm seeing a lot of misinformation being spread on YouTube channels and other creator platforms with regards to certain aspects of this case and I want people to know what has truly been confirmed and what has not been confirmed and everything that I report on that I'm stating is something we know for fact is coming from law enforcement the only thing that only things that I'm going to say are confirmed is if law enforcement has specifically said it Because if law enforcement hasn't said it, then it's not been confirmed in my eyes. It hasn't. Just because someone else may have said something doesn't mean that it's true. Because you don't know if that person is lying or not. You don't know if that person's deceiving the public or not. Law enforcement, we know that law enforcement is being truthful and honest when they share something, when they put something out. We know that they're being truthful and honest because they're law enforcement. That's their job. But an average citizen sharing information, we can't vet that. We don't have any way as just a general person to vet that information to truthfully figure out if it's correct information or not. So no matter what case I'm reporting on, If I'm saying this has been confirmed, that means law enforcement has confirmed it. And otherwise, I'm saying, well, this was said by so-and-so, but it's not been confirmed. So I want to clear up some of those things today. These are some things that we would really want answers to in regards to this case, but nothing has been confirmed. So one of those things is neighbors seeing Michael that day. There is no confirmation that any neighbors saw saw Michael that day. Law enforcement has not confirmed that. Brandy Neal has said neighbors saw him, but it's not been confirmed. Brandy Neal early on told the story that 
Michael was going from house to house to house in the neighborhood looking for people to play with. That he went to five different houses, knocking on the door, asking if their kids were home, if he could play. And she said, the last neighbor he went to said, no, we have to go to the grocery store, can't play right now, and walked him back to the mailbox. And that that neighbor was the last person to see him. This has not been confirmed. Brandy Neal is the only one that has said this, and it's not been confirmed. So law enforcement has said he was last seen at his home. He was last seen at his home. So we know that to be true because law enforcement has said that, and they would not put out false information. If law enforcement could confirm that he was last seen by a neighbor walking him back to his mailbox, I'm sure law enforcement would have said that because that would have slightly changed the location and could slightly change the tips that they get in. So I'm sure that they would have said that if that was something they were able to confirm. But law enforcement did not say that. So law enforcement can't confirm that neighbors saw him at all that day. He was last seen at his home between 6.40 and 7 p.m. So all these people that are saying, oh, the neighbor last saw him, the neighbor last saw him. We cannot go by that. Law enforcement said he was last seen at home between 6.40 and 7 p.m. They cannot confirm that neighbors saw him. Now, could that change later? And could law enforcement come out with information saying, oh yeah, we've been able to confirm that this neighbor saw him at this time? That could change. It's possible, but unlikely, because they that would have been one of the first things they should have been able to confirm or deny, is who last saw him. I mean, that's one of the most important pieces of information, is who last saw him. And... If they were able to confirm that a neighbor saw him, I'm pretty sure they would have put that information out by now. So it's unlikely that that will change, but certainly possible. So we cannot confirm that neighbors saw Michael that day. Another question is, was Michael seen on CCTV footage or doorbell cams at all? We cannot confirm that. There... We, we can't confirm if he was seen on CCTV footage or doorbell cameras. We know that there's CCTV cameras at the splash pad, which is down the street from where Michael's house is. And we know other people have been seen on that CCTV camera. But we don't have confirmation if Michael was picked up on that camera at all. Law enforcement hasn't said that. We would assume, because they haven't said that, he probably was not on those CCTV um, camera because, again, that's something probably important they would have said. He was last seen or we saw him on CCTV footage at this time, at this place, and they have not said anything about him being on CCTV footage, so unlikely that he is on any CCTV footage, but that has not been confirmed And it's not been confirmed if he's been on anybody's doorbell cameras. Now, 
It's unclear exactly how many neighbors in that neighborhood have doorbell cameras and exactly when they got doorbell cameras. Brandy has stated that after this incident, a lot of neighbors decided to get doorbell cameras installed that didn't previously have them. So it's hard to say exactly who has cameras and when they got installed and then if they would have any footage of Michael. But that's been something we would love to get confirmed by law enforcement. Was he picked up on any doorbell cameras? Are there any doorbell cameras in the area that could have caught him if he was out on the street? But we have no confirmation of that. Something else we would love confirmation on is more about Bob. Bob is the grandpa. He is Tyler's father. He's actually the one that owns the house that they currently reside in and did live in um, as well when Michael went missing. And we're not able to get any confirmation on truly where Bob was that day and what Bob was doing and if Bob even saw Michael that day. I mean, we know Brandy has said he went to his favorite watering hole bar to hang out with his buddies and went to get a haircut, but law enforcement hasn't confirmed anything about Bob's whereabouts that day. And that's a big question that I have because if we could get confirmation on where Bob was that day and if he even saw Michael that day, that could answer a lot of questions and help us put together more pieces of this puzzle. But we don't really know anything about Bob's whereabouts that day. Another um, thing is, did Blue or Red actually see Michael that afternoon? And this is a good question. Um, because we really don't have clear confirmation on this. On if, and I'm when I say Blue and Red, I'm referring to the two older siblings Blue being the oldest, um, who's in high school, and Red being the second oldest, who's in middle school. We don't really have any confirmation. We know that Blue and Red stated themselves that they saw Michael in the morning when they got up. Blue had um, color guard camp that day, and she stated she got up and she um, got dressed and had breakfast and got ready to go to camp and saw Michael that morning. Same with Red. We we heard that directly from um, these kids. And then after that, we really don't know. We know um, that Blue, the oldest, was gone at Color Guard Camp all day. And we know she returned home around um, 3.45-ish. That's when she was picked up on the CCTV camera at the splash pad walking home. And we know she said... Um, that she went home and she was so tired she took a shower and then went and took a nap and it's unclear if she really saw Michael after she got home from color guard camp and then we know after her nap she then got up and went and met with a friend and left the house and was gone until she got the call from Brandy that Michael was missing and went home so it's unclear, did she even see Blue after she returned from Color Guard? And same with the other child. We've heard from Brandy that, oh, well, he, the second oldest, was playing video games with Michael, and then he got annoyed, and so he went upstairs and locked himself in his room so Michael couldn't bother him. But we don't really know if Red actually saw Michael that afternoon. 
there's there's really no confirmation on that. And another really big one that we all want answers to is who called 911. We still don't have any confirmation on who called 911. We know that the 911 call was placed at 721 per law enforcement. But we truly don't know who called 911. Was it Brandy? Was it Tyler? Or was it someone else completely? We we truly don't know. Brandy stated that Tyler was the one that called 911. But again, we don't have any confirmation on that. We don't have like any photo proof or video proof or call log proof that the call was placed by Tyler um, or by Brandy or by someone else. And law enforcement has not come out and confirmed who called 911. I think it would be really interesting to know who called 911 because that potentially changes the trajectory of the timeline. Because if it's someone else that called 911 other than Tyler, then it begs to question, well, what was Tyler doing? And are other pieces of the potential timeline even remotely accurate? If it is Tyler that called 911, then it might confirm some of the potential pieces of the timeline. So it's a big question that I think we all really want answered is who called 911? Who actually placed the 911 call? But I don't know if we're ever going to get that information. Law enforcement is keeping that close to the vest for their, I mean, they have their reasons for why they're doing that, but um, maybe eventually, like, once we get some conclusion in this case, however it ends, Maybe we'll find out who made the 911 call, but until then, we just don't know. And so, I want to remind everyone that, again, I can only go off of information that has been confirmed by law enforcement through a press release or through a statement. And so, that's all that we really have to go off of for confirmed information. And we know they had a press conference um, a couple weeks ago, and that is the latest confirmed information from law enforcement. And any other information circling about in this case from anybody else cannot be 100% confirmed until law enforcement says, yes, okay, yep, that so-and-so said this, and yep, that is true. But we can't take someone else's word for it. We, we just truly can't. Until law enforcement is able to confirm or deny it. And so all these people that are circulating these pieces of information that, oh, the neighbor saw Michael and, and oh, older sister saw Michael when she got home. And none of that is confirmed. So... You can say, allegedly, Brandy said a neighbor saw him. But you must preface it that way because it's not confirmed. When you say, oh, a neighbor definitely saw him, was the last one to see him, you make it sound as though it's been confirmed. But if it was confirmed, law enforcement would have shared that. And it's not. So 
sharing information that is not confirmed leads people to believe that it is confirmed and spreads this misinformation around. And it's, it's not good for this case. And so I ask that if you're going to be sharing information about this case, what is the source and where are you getting it from? If you're telling me, oh, well, Brandy said it. That's not law enforcement. So again, we can't confirm it. You can preface it by saying, Brandy said this, but law enforcement hasn't confirmed it. And that's what I always focus on doing here on this podcast. When I'm sharing information, I preface if yes, it's been confirmed by law enforcement or no, this is just something that's been said, but can't be confirmed yet. We can certainly use some of the information that has been said by people to help form our ideas and theories about the case and to try and figure out this case and put the pieces of the puzzle together, but we cannot be spreading this information as though it is true factual information, when indeed it is not. Again, if you're not familiar with all the ins and outs of this case, I highly recommend you go back to my other podcast episodes, as I've done many of them regarding this case, and some of my most recent ones talk about, talk through the press conference that they had a couple weeks ago, and some of the recent news interviews that Brandy Neal and Tyler Vaughn have been a part of as well. So those are really good podcast episodes talking about some of those specifics and kind of the newest confirmed information. So if you haven't listened to those, I highly recommend you go check those out. But again, let's check the sources of where we're getting our information from before we just share information out there. For people to see. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I highly recommend you go do so. MYS Headlines Pod. That is where you can engage with me on this podcast. I share missing person posters on there, um, as well as other information. I have the pictures up on my podcast Instagram of the man who was seen walking by the splash pad. And he's the man they're trying to identify. So if you haven't gone to look at those photos, highly recommend you do. Um, You can leave me a comment. What do you think about the photo? Do you have an idea of who you think it could be? Um, Oh, and that's another thing. It has not been confirmed or denied if that photo is Tyler Vaughn or not. There were a bunch of people that immediately jumped on saying, oh, that has to be Tyler. It looks like Tyler. And that's not been confirmed nor denied if that's Tyler or not. So we don't know. We're not sure if it's Tyler or not. It seems highly unlikely that it is because law enforcement probably would have disclosed that if it was or, you know, they wouldn't be sharing out this photo asking for assistance and, you know, and identifying this person if they knew it was Tyler. So it seems highly unlikely but it's not been confirmed by law enforcement. And that's another thing I keep seeing places, people saying, oh yeah, it's not Tyler, but we don't have confirmation on that. Um, But you can go look at the photo on my Instagram page if you're curious. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend you do. 
And then you can also always follow me on Twitter at MYS Headlines and engage with me there. I post a lot of tweets um, in regards to the cases that I'm covering and information regarding missing person cases. So you can always follow me there and engage. I always love to hear feedback about this podcast, what you're liking, what you want me to improve on, and your thoughts about specific cases. So you can engage with me there. MYS headlines. I truly appreciate everybody for listening. And if all of you listening to this podcast episode could go and share Michael's missing person poster with anybody you know, whether it's on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, texting someone, sharing it in person with someone, if all of you listening would go and do that today, that will make a huge difference in getting Michael's name and face out there so that we can bring this case to a close. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.